Hello, I'm Jonathan Smith. I'm the lead pastor at One Church TO, and you're listening to the teaching time from our weekend gathering. We're an imperfect community of over 70 nationalities and five generations who are attempting to follow and shine Jesus in the greater Toronto area. Our vision, it's so simple. We want to help people from all walks of life know God, love people, and in turn, impact our city for good. We've designed these weekends to be meaningful, challenging, and encouraging, and I hope that's what you get from listening. We're in a series called Anomaly, and uh, it started this way, where we saw from the book of Colossians in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul wrote when he was in prison, he said, you know... Everything that was created was created by and for Jesus. And we saw at the end of that, it just makes sense, doesn't it? To give Jesus the same place in our lives that he has in the universe. Lord over all, every compartment of our life. And last weekend, uh, Pastor Jonathan took us the next step in uh, this series, Anomaly, from the book of Colossians, and helped us understand that, yeah, we're all spiritual beings. Canadians are spiritual beings. We quoted from the Angus Reed poll and helped us understand, but, but all of that spirituality is there so that we can find the one who designed us with that spirituality. His name is Jesus. And, and that Angus Reed poll, do you know what it goes on to say? The Canadians, I was surprised about this. I, the Angus Reed Institute, in that same survey that Pastor Jonathan quoted last week, said that prayer is alive and well in Canada. That's what the article was called. 86% view prayer as enriching for the person who prays. Just 15% of Canadians, 15% say they never engage in prayer-related activities. I found that surprising. What about you, though? What does your prayer like consist of? What kinds of prayers? Do you know the two top uh, prayers that Canadians offer? No surprise, really. Thanksgiving, thank you, God. And, you know, how many have heard someone say, oh, thank God? Does that qualify as a prayer? <laughs> how many have heard them say something nasty about God? Yeah, I've heard that. I don't think that qualifies as a prayer. But, not only thanks, but also asking God. That didn't surprise me at all. I think the first thing that uh, any human being that's designed and hardwired to be in touch with an eternal God, the first thing we do when we get in trouble is, oh God, please help. <laughs> now, that part didn't surprise me, but go to God with thanks and requests. But some people for prayer, maybe this is you, how many prayer you found can be a wonderful daily recentering of yourself with meditation in scripture. You know, the follow resource that we have here will just point you to some great ways of, of expanding on that. The Bible Project, you know, you just Google it and get into that. They just help you find ways to, to go through the Bible and, and have this benefit. How, how many use prayer to pray for others? I think community groups, small groups is a, a, a wonderful way to, because you not only hear what someone's going through, you automatically start to pray for them when you hear about it. I, I, for years, I was part of a small group of pastors here in the, the city of Toronto, pastor of People's Church, Bayview Glen Church, Bramley Baptist, he came all the way in, David Maines would join us. We'd have lunch, 
And then we'd, we'd pray for one another. I always left that meeting just feeling supported by people who understand, uh, understood what a, a lead pastor goes through. And, uh, and, and it just, it was like a community group. And that, that's probably the best way that you can have that kind of prayer happening. And then be prayed for by others. When you see a, a, an elder at the end of the service with that lanyard on that says elder, that's someone you can trust. They're, they're Pastor Jonathan approved. <laughs> you can go to them and say, you know, can you pray with me about this? Just, uh, you meet them in the lobby, meet them up front here at the end of the service. You can ask for, for prayer. But you often hear, is this not happened to you? You have someone pray for you and you feel relieved. Part of it's because you got it off your chest, you ventilated, so there's a psychological benefit, but there's also something that happens spiritually that advances good and an answer to prayer. And then praying with others in a church gathering. Hannah just led us in prayer, not just for ourselves in this room, but for people around the world. And, uh, and, and you know, we could look at those and say, well, that sure covers it. That's praying with all kinds of prayer. How many heard Paul say, instructions to Christians, followers of Jesus, pray with all kinds of prayer. And we say, whoa, that's praying with all kinds of prayer. But what about adding to what we see here to the way we're told to pray in Colossians, all right? Listen to this, chapter one. We have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. Chapter two, I want you to know how much I have agonized for you. Last chapter, Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. Say it aloud together with me, because I'm going to invite you to do something in a moment. Say it aloud together with me. He is always wrestling in prayer for you. There are three helps for your prayer life for mine that we're going to see in Colossians today. Here's, here's, here's the first help, all right? Expand your prayer life to include wrestling. Don't just go to God with thanks and requests. Daily recenter yourself with meditation, prayer, pray for others, be prayed for, for others, pray with others in the faith community. I'm talking about prolonged, invisible wrestling match. You see, think of all these as different tools in your prayer toolbox. These are all tools in your prayer toolbox. And there are different tools for different jobs, right? How many use a paintbrush to hammer a nail? But how many paint a wall with a hammer? Maybe, maybe it looks like it when you're done, but... <laughs> But there, there's different. Someone said that if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. You know, it just so there, there's limitations. That's why Paul said, "Pray with all kinds of prayer." Otherwise, we're like the kid that was brought up. He only knew one prayer. They prayed a blessing before mealtime in their home, and one day they're out camping with a friend as a young adult, and a bear comes after them. They're running across the field trying to get away from the bear. They look back. The bear is gaining ground, about to have a meal. And one of them says, why don't you pray or something? The other guy says, I only know one prayer. Well, pray it. Lord, what we are about to receive, make us truly thankful. <laughs> the apostle Paul says, pray with all kinds of prayer. See, that would not have been the tool for that job. Uh, something I need to tell you about wrestling 
And that is that sometimes you wrestle and you don't see anything happen. I, I have uh, family, have sisters who, you just want them to experience a spiritual awakening. They, they, they're not against God. They're just such wonderful people. But you want, to, want them to journey with Jesus in this life. Lord, give them a spiritual awakening. And years go by, you keep praying it, and nothing happens. Um, how many have kids, you pray for them, and you just think, well, what's new to pray for? Same as yesterday, Lord. <laughs> Ditto. Or neighbors, you keep praying and praying and doing those acts of unignorable good, and it's like, whatever. There's uh, people that we've been building a place with in the Perry Sound, Ontario area, and you know, one just has really been become a little closer to me, and uh, well-known businessman in Perry Sound. Pray for him, but I'll put bait out. You know, Jesus had to be fishers of men. I'll put bait out, and it's like, no response. And then I've had this happen. You've probably had it happen too. It, it, this isn't a weekly thing, but every once in a while, out of the blue, it'll be somebody usually that was in the church community in years past, and I'll just say, oh, God, I don't know how they're doing haven't seen them, I wonder, and, and I'll just begin to, sometimes I'll begin to, I'm a little, usually it's when I'm driving in the car, and sometimes there's tears involved, just feel this burden, it's almost like, why am I praying for them, who knows where they are, I haven't seen them for years, and here I am praying for them. The reason that Jesus was so successful in public was because he did all of his wrestling with God in private. Do you remember when Jesus was in Gethsemane and he said, oh, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Remember, he agonized. He struggled. And you're saying, oh, Jesus, what are you praying that you wouldn't go to the cross for us? What are you praying? He wrestled it through. And then when he's arrested... Judas Iscariot betrays him, the disciples abandon, goes before Pilate, false accusations. Jesus just goes to the cross resolutely. He, he did all of his wrestling in, in private. And then when he was in public, he, he made it look so easy, didn't he? Just he'd touch someone and they were healed. He'd say something and a life was transformed. You know, he goes out, all right. I'm going to choose my 12 disciples today. You, 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 it gets to 12. And then you read, guess what he was doing all night? He stayed up all night doing what before he chose the 12 disciples? He was praying all night. He was wrestling all night. He'd go out and he'd, he'd explain why it would come to him so easily. He says, I do nothing without the Father. I only do what I see the Father doing. He was always just right in God's will, his Father's will. So, so I, I want to invite you to expand your prayer life to include wrestling. Second truth, that we, second help for our prayer life we see from here. So this means you embrace invisible struggles as a way to align yourself with God's purposes. Now, this takes faith because you can't see. You can pray for years and not see a whole lot happening here, and you just keep wrestling. This is the thing that makes prayer so difficult, isn't it? It's so invisible. 
so invisible. You just don't see the results often right away. You know, the most quoted verse about this in the Bible comes from not Colossians, but Colossians repeats it. You'll see in a moment, but in Ephesians. And Paul writes to followers of Jesus in Ephesus, and he says, we are not wrestling against flesh and blood enemies, because that's usually our focus, right? Someone does something and we target them. We react to them, but there's something going on behind the scenes that they're giving into that's not that nice, and they're going on with the not niceness. We, sh- we are not wrestling against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the, what world? Unseen world. Against mighty powers in this dark world. And against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Notice we, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we do wrestle. And where we wrestle is in the invisible realm, just like Jesus did. My grandson, I'm going to see him this afternoon. One of them, he gets so excited about showing me what book he's reading. And, 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 but I just know where he's going to go. He's just at a certain age, and he just, oh, Poppy, these are the good guys, and there's the bad guys. He just, I know he's going to hear it this afternoon. He, he's right. It's the same in the invisible realm. There's, there, it's not all good guys there. Not all good guys. There are evil powers there. Listen to me. They actually get their jollies from destroying life and beauty and peace and goodness. Hard to believe, but that's the way it is. Colossians, the book we're studying in this anomaly series, sort of says what Paul wrote to the Ephesians this way, Jesus disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. So what are we talking about here? Well, one time I was reading the book of Daniel in the Old Testament part of the Bible. And I I remember reading about his experience. He prayed, but there was no answer. (laughs) And you get to peek into the invisible realm. And then an angel comes to Daniel and says, Daniel, since the first day you began to pray, your request has been heard in heaven. Notice the sequence here. First day he prayed, it went right through. God heard. I have come in answer to your prayers, but for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. In other words, I'm here to deliver an answer to the prayer you prayed 21 days ago. The reason for the delay is I got held up in the invisible realm. I encountered resistance from those invisible powers. Well, that's sort of like a picture, isn't it? It sort of reveals a little bit of what Ephesians and Colossians are talking about. You know, you see it with Paul when he he writes to another church in Greece, Thessalonica. He writes to them, he says, Dear brothers and sisters, we tried very hard to come back because of our intense longing to see you again. We wanted very much to come to you. And I, Paul, tried again and again, but Satan prevented us. It explains why sometimes you want to do something good or you want to, you know, help someone, and you got this resistance. Where's that coming from? Example number three, 
when Jesus prays for Simon Peter, do you ever see this? What's going on here? Now, now we sort of know that there's an invisible realm that even Jesus wrestles with. You sort of see it here. Here's a personal case study. Simon, Simon. He was called Simon before his name was changed to? Peter. Simon, Peter. Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat, but I have pleaded in prayer for you. Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Here's a case of evil invisible powers trying to destroy Peter's faith in Jesus when he got so afraid, right? Out of fear. But he, the only experience short-term success, it's short-lived because who's praying for Peter? Jesus. Can, can you imagine what kind of day you would have facing fear if you knew that at that very moment, the almighty son of God, the creator of the universe, the one who's returning again, the one who is all powerful, the one who has no rival, who has no equal, what a powerful name it is, that Jesus was praying for you. Can you imagine if you knew Jesus was praying for you? Would you be afraid of anything? Not if you were thinking. Do you know what? He is. Hebrews said that when Jesus went to heaven, he's at the right hand of the Father, he says, and let me read it from Hebrews, he lives forever to intercede with God on our behalf. Isn't that something? So in those moments where you're saying, man, I, I don't feel, I just feel fear or greed or, or lust or, or, or jealousy or I, I, worry. In those moments, isn't it something to know that he's praying for you and he sees you on the other side of even when you do fail? He says, Peter, after you've failed, praying that you'll strengthen your brothers when you turn back. You see, there's wrestling in prayer changes us. I need to say this. Sometimes when we wrestle in prayer, it changes us to the point where we pray differently because it refines our request. You know, because sometimes, uh, sometimes when we wrestle in, in prayer, we're wrestling to the ground things like fear or selfishness or greed so that our requests are aligned to God's will. So embrace those invisible struggles as a way to align yourself with God's purposes. Right on? Embrace them. It's, it's, it's one of the tools that you have in your prayer toolkit. And then third, here's the third help we have from Colossians. Proceed with what God wants and you'll automatically, that, that should say wants for others. Proceed with what God wants. Say it aloud together with me. For others, and you'll automatically activate his invisible powers. Uh, now, if you're online and you've never visited this physical building, you'll just have to take my word for it, but our wonderfully renovated new washrooms, have you noticed what happens when you proceed to enter the washroom? What happens? The light comes on. It's exactly the way it works when we do what God wants we automatically activate his invisible powers. A great example of this, and let's, let's just see some examples of this, is when we focus on the needs of others. 
it, you know, Pastor Jessica, I, I wrote it down. She, she, a few weeks ago, talked about this. Do you remember when she said, we can easily get stuck in a needs-based praying cycle. Our prayers are weak when they are only all about us. Right? It's like the boy was asked, do you pray every day? He says, no, 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 not every day. Some days I don't want anything. Listen to Paul. I mean, he's in prison. He's in a jail cell in Rome, Italy, all right? And he writes this. He says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us. Okay, finally, he's going to pray. Pity me. I'm in prison. The prison food sucks. He's going to really lay it on. Pray for us, too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Listen, if that was me, I'd be saying, one church to you, Pastor John, can you have a moment in prayer Will you pray for Keith Smith in prison? I want out. I'd be saying, oh man, I want out of here. Deliver me so I can do something for Jesus. You know, and the food, I may be in Italy, but this is not like Esther's lasagna, you know? Like, let me out of here. I'd be saying, pray for me. What does he pray? That God will open a door to tell more people. God, what do you want me to do for others? And it, this, this wasn't an exception. Remember he was in jail in Philippi, and he and Silas are singing songs of praise, and it activates God's power? You say, well, he's stuck in prison here. He's not getting out. What in the world is this activating? How about the book we're studying? Do you know that Colossians, Philippians, Ephesians, and Philemon were all written because he was stuck in prison? If he was not stuck in prison, he wouldn't have stopped traveling enough to stop and pick up his quill and parchment and write these words that are bringing such life to us and people all around the world today. How many understand when we can't understand what God is doing, he's doing more than what we could ever understand. Always up to something. Always doing good. He, he, you know, you've had that happen. If ever, have you ever felt grumpy? <laughs> okay, here, let me rephrase that. Have you ever felt grumpy and then decided to be grateful. I mean, it's just like, it's just like magic. No, it's not magic. It's supernatural. It's just like gratitude just, just changes things. Something, you've triggered something in the invisible realm there. Just everything changes. Not just your attitude, but the, the way you see things. The way you're freed up to help people. The same, every time you praise and you don't feel like it, you activate something in the invisible realm. Every time. Every time you forgive someone, that's tough. But when you do it, have you, not, have you noticed the relief that comes? It's like the burden that you were carrying just, gets, just falls to the wayside. And, and just a sense of God's approval comes in. Have you ever just done unignorable good for someone? There's nothing in it for you, but you just go ahead and do it. And then when you do it, even if there's no thanks from the person you did it for, there's that sense of, man, I please the Lord. There's something good about it. It's one of those um, moments where you say, it's more blessed to give than to receive. 
Just that's what that's about. It's just what's going on. I'll tell you what's going on. In the invisible realm, you're upending the powers of darkness and you're turning the light on to the life of Jesus. It's just something is happening there. I don't know how many times when I've been going through something, and some of you are going through it right now, some of you online too, you're going through something and you say, okay, I'm going to decide that whatever I'm going through, I'm going to help someone else. I don't feel like it, but I'm just going to go ahead. And then you go ahead and do that. And guess what happens? God takes care of what you were concerned about. You ever seen that? Someone's a case of like, where seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and other things get added onto you. It's just amazing how that happens. Listen, if you are looking to engage God's supernatural help, pray and proceed with big things that God wants to do for someone else. And he'll, he'll minister to you in the process. It's just amazing how that just activates something. Even as a church. Do you know one of the big reasons that God blesses us as a community? You will read our mission statement, you know, about loving others and impacting our city. You know, and when we pray together, you can hear it even on our lead pastor's heart. Just listen to him as he led us in prayer just a few weeks ago. We pray for... The, our leaders, uh, uh, both civic, provincial, and nationally, God, would you give them hearts of compassion for those that are suffering? Would you give our leaders wisdom to, to address the housing shortage in our city, to address the gap that seems to get larger between the rich and the poor, God? Would you come and God, would you give them a heart, Lord, for those that are most vulnerable among us? Would you give them a heart for the seniors of our city, for, for the children and those who struggle with disabilities, God? Would you give us as a society a great heart to want to serve people around us? You see, how many know, as Pastor Jonathan led us in that prayer, as we prayed together in this room and those that gathered that day online, how many know it moved a needle? It moved the needle. Something happens every time we pray that would not have otherwise happened. And, and, and something happens because when we pray what's on the heart of Jesus, others, Jesus blesses us. It's one of the main reasons we are blessed as a church. You see that again when Jesus sends his disciples out. He sends them out. He says, I want you to go and if people are sick, minister healing to them. Tell them the good news of the kingdom. And when they returned... They returned from doing ministry, and, he, he, and, and they said, we saw Satan, no, we, 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 even demons, people that had evil powers that were keeping them in bondage, they were freed, and Jesus says, yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. How many know he wasn't watching a picture show just up on a screen in the cloud somewhere? This was in the invisible realm. As they told the truth about Jesus, as they went and helped people in the name of Jesus, they broke the back of evil <laughs> and, and they brought life into the situation. Notice, when you do what Jesus says to do, it activates the supernatural. Listen, if you're looking for a way to engage God's supernatural help, pray and proceed with the big things that God wants done for somebody else, for others. My sisters, I told, told you about family, that for years you pray for a spiritual awakening. 
They're so supportive of me and what I do, but God, I want them to journey with you. And, and then every once in a while, sometimes it's years later, you hear this, oh, oh, Keith, I watched you online and I really love what you said about this. Oh, you were joining us for sure, didn't know that. Or, or like last week, my mom called me, she said, uh, she named one of my sisters, they asked if they could go with us to church this Sunday. You know what I mean? It likely wouldn't have happened without all that praying going on, all that wrestling. Uh, we have neighbors that we, matter of fact, sometimes Esther, doesn't it feel like when you pray for them, it's like, okay, God, same as yesterday. <laughs> because we haven't seen any change. We don't want anything new to pray about. And yet, we were over at one of their houses recently, and they said, could you pray? Here's a guy that I've heard him use the Lord's name, but it wasn't in prayer. <laughs> a lot. He asked me to pray. Hopefully, the prayer revealed another side of Jesus that he didn't know, his beauty, his goodness, his blessing. Uh, remember that well-known businessman in Perry Sound? We just kept on praying and he never took the bait. He just, he just wasn't interested. The other day, he said, I can't make it today. I'm going through such and such. When I met him the next day and he showed up, he got out of his truck and I said, listen, anyone that's going through what you're going through needs someone to talk to. Who you got to talk to? He looked at me and he said, you. And we sat down and had a chance to share Jesus with him. Praying, wrestling for so long for that dude. I'll tell you, those northern Ontarios are hard rocks. <laughs> Individual. Remember, I remember how many times, Esther, just, just get that burden for someone. I remember this girl, she used to come and she, never, she came with her grandmother. Grandmother brought her. She grew up here and she never left church without coming to say hi to Pastor Keith. And I just, I just loved her, and she's just a sweetheart. Then years went by, and I realized I haven't seen that girl. Lord, what? I've been praying for her for years. It's like nothing, nothing, nothing. A few weeks ago, right, right here, a woman came up to me, mother of two precious girls. Her grandma still comes. She said, I don't know if you remember me. <laughs> and there was instant tears. I knew exactly who she was. I'd seen her for who knows how many years. I said, Esther, you were here. I said, come here, you got to meet. This is the one that I've been praying for. I've been wrestling for you for years, and she's a prodigal daughter coming back home. <laughs> listen, listen, online in this room, what's something that you're wrestling about? What are people you pray and nothing's happening? Listen, get beyond the ask and you shall receive to the seek until you find. Get to that level in prayer. Matter of fact, let, let, let's do it right now. Let's just pray together right now. Lord, we don't restrict our prayers to just asking and receiving. We seek, and we keep on seeking, and we wrestle for their parents and grandparents who are wrestling for kids these days, and they just see things maybe even getting worse. They don't see any sign of any spiritual life. Oh, God, Encourage their hearts, they're doing the right thing. Help them to keep on wrestling. Lord, some of us, it's family. It's neighbors. It's people we're witnessing to. People that we care about in our community groups and we pray the same prayer week after week. And 
We don't see anything happening, but Lord, help us to understand that every time we pray, we're moving the needle. (laughs) Thank you that every time we pray, something happens in heaven that will result in good things on earth. So Lord, we're going to leave here and we're going to keep on praying. We're going to wrestle. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. Deliver us from the evil one. And we will turn to you as the rightful ruler because yours, Lord, is the kingdom and all the power. And so we give you all the glory. Amen and amen forever and forever. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening. If you found this helpful, we hope you join us at one of our campuses if you're in the GTA for a weekend gathering. If you're listening from somewhere else in the world, we'd encourage you to join us at onechurch.to slash live. We believe everyone can be a part of what Jesus is doing both in our community and in our city. So if you'd like to connect with us at a deeper level, visit us at onechurch.to slash next steps. See you next time.